When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the New Books Network. And we are live. And this is Mel Rosenberg for the New Books Network, the Children's Literature Channel. And I have a wondrous guest today. Chris Houghton, welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I hope you're well. It's so great to see you again. I I, I guess you never expected we'd do two interviews. I know. um, uh, Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Two two for one. (laughs) You know, and I mean, uh, one one of us had this splendid idea of doing the interview on the Tate uh, uh, Museum. Uh, yeah, I think that could have been my idea because I was meeting someone else uh, later on. It's Sorry. it was it, it was splendid. We had lots of fun. It's just that nobody could hear us. Yeah, well, we we had a good time. We had cake and coffee, so you know. <laughs> And we met Helen. Yes, and we met Helen, and I, I, I've I've seen her since actually. I actually met her in in Bologna. Um, so yeah, it's it's another illustrator friend I've met. There you go. So uh, so Chris, um, I think that you are one of the incredible people walking the planet. Um, wonderful author and illustrator, and I'm really honored that you're here with us. And um, because we've done an interview already, I don't want to go back over the same thing, but I do want you to to talk about the 10 minutes that changed your life at uh, Bologna. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a funny story. So, well, will I talk about how I got to Bologna? Is that what you mean? Um, you can talk about whatever you want. This is your show. But yeah, like, okay. if uh, based on our previous conversation, I said the seminal... 10 minutes that changed your life in, in, in my humble opinion, after meeting you for half an hour is when you, when you, when you said to yourself, what the hell am I doing at Bologna children's book fair? Yeah. Well, um, what, how the hell did I get to Bologna book fair was the sort of the the main question. But, um, what I did was I, I was working as an illustrator for about five or six years and I had always wanted to make a picture book, but I, I was just working in um, kind of commercial illustration, advertising and design and editorial and 
they're newspapers and magazines mainly. So it was always somebody, you know, I was waiting, someone was going to call me, then I was going to make the, the illustration. And I kind of wanted to do something uh, more myself. So um, I just realized that, you know, after many years of like trying to make a book, I realized this was, wasn't going to happen. I need a deadline. So my studio mate uh, suggested to me, why don't you book tickets to go to Bologna uh, Children's uh, Book Fair? And that would be your deadline. So, you know, you'd be an Egypt if you arrived at Bologna without any any material. So I thought, great, that's a great um, idea. And I did that. And then, of course, you know, the weekend before I was like busy trying to make make up a story. Um, but I managed to, to actually uh, come up with a story. I mean, it wasn't actually kind of how it turned out in the end. Um, this is the A Bit Lost book, which is this one. Oh, this was your first big hit. And that was my, yeah, it, it turned out really well. Um, um, but yeah, so I, I had a kind of a, um, a basic idea and I, I brought it to Bologna Book Fair and I was blown away by all of, the, especially, I mean, I spent hardly any time in the kind of English language section. I was just amazed by all of the books all over the, all over the world. I mean, you know, especially, you know, uh, Korea and France and uh, Italy, you know, there's some amazing, amazing um, books. And and I ended up getting actually published. Uh, so in, in, in Korean. So um, one, one second, hold on, hold on. But in I, I, our, how on, did I? On the, no, on the roof of the tape, I, I understood that um, like many um, novice author, illustrators, illustrators, whatever. Uh, 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 Hold on, Mel. You've got to see this. Look, we have a fox. Of course you do. <laughs> Hold on. I'll show you my leopard in a minute. Show me your fox. Um. Oh, have we gone off? What's what's up? Oh yeah. Okay. It's 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 looking okay. Look. Where do you live? This is your pet fox. <laughs> okay. How so cool for, is that? For, yeah. For our for our listeners, um, we've just seen a fox. Uh, outside of uh, Chris Houghton's uh, um, uh, window. <laughs> and uh, Chris, where, where do you is? live? Uh, in central London. <laughs> okay, so I, let, let's go back. So so um, the point I'm trying to make, and you keep disturbing me, is Sorry. that, is that um, you, you came to Bologna and you didn't realize that you have to have meetings set up, you have to know people, you have to have an agenda. You just came there, right? Yeah, basically, I mean, I did have some awareness of that, but my preoccupation was just to get this sort of idea book done. So I I didn't really care about the whole meetings thing. I, I was just trying to, that was my my main reason for sort of going to Bologna. But um, yeah, I, um, so, and then when I was there in Bologna, um, I realized, yeah, I mean, you need to set up meetings and really, it's not really the place to go as an illustrator to get your book published. It, I don't recommend it. I, I would, you know, it's much better doing research and, and um, uh, you know, just literally sending um, uh, publishers the, your work. You don't, you don't need to go to, to, to Bologna. But while I was there, 
I, I, I had a chat with loads of um, publishers from around the world. And um, then afterwards I was emailing them and uh, I managed to get a publishing deal in Korea, in Korean. So my first book for two years was actually in Korean um, and it wasn't in English at all. Uh, and then I had to find a way. I, I mean, it looked like it wasn't going to get translated at all in, into English or any other languages because, um, yeah, this is the thing. And and so then I had to sort of try and f- figure out how, how to uh, get it published in, 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 in English. And, and so, 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 you know, we, uh, we teach people submit to agents, uh, go to conferences, um, submit to uh, publishers. Don't go to Bologna. Um, you, you, you and I went to Bologna. Um, I still, I'm only getting published next month. You're already a world famous author. Um, but I, I, there, there's a message here that I think that, you know, that you made uh, lemons of lemonade or melons of melonade or, or whatever. Um, that's my inference that you say, well, why I'm, while I'm here already, I'll take some business cards from here and there. Why not Korea? And, um, and you got published in Korea. Yeah. So now I want to. So I want to segue now to your uh, childhood. You're, you're you're not really a Londoner. You're you're Irish. I'm Irish. Yeah. So I uh, was born, grew up in Ireland, went to art college, and studied graphic design. Um so I was more interested. I mean, I I really wanted to just draw all the time. That was basically my whole thing. Um and but I was a bit concerned that, you know, if I was to be an artist, then it d- doesn't look likely that I would be able to draw all the time. Um, and it looks really difficult to be an artist. So I, 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 I was told to study. Yeah. You know, if you want a job and more likely to, to get something, if you do graphic design. So I did that. And, but yeah, I, you know, I was never a graphic designer, so I was always just, trying to draw things in, in graphic design, uh, <laughs> designs. <laughs> and then I was submitting those, those drawings to newspapers and magazines and anything that would sort of publish them and, and, and pay me money. Um, and, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed that actually. I mean, um, as, as a way, I mean, you know, I, I, I was very lucky. Well, so, so then, I mean, I realized when I was in Dublin, you know, the smaller the city is, the smaller the network is. And, and you know, Dublin at the time and still, you know, it, it's not a big hub for sort of media, newspapers, magazines, this sort of thing. So I, I realized very soon on that, you know, the... um all of the, the publications were happening in London and, you know, even Irish editions, it, it's just, they swap out a few pages, but there's no, you know, it's, it, it's all London based. So, you know, I actually worked as a graphic designer in a music uh, venue in Dublin for a while. And my job was basically just changing the, the dates and times and venue uh, on, on the, on the music posters <laughs> and, I had to phone up. Hey, that, that, that's not a life for me. No, that, um, I, I mean, it was great because I got to go for free to a lot of music um, things, which was 
was a definite plus. Um, and also, I only had to work from one to six in the afternoon, <laughs> which suited my lifestyle time very well. Um, so people thought I was crazy to 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 give up that job. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I kind of wanted to do more with the illustration work, and I I made the move to London in I think. I think it was like 2004, 2005. And um, uh, and and then I worked for a while in an animation studio, which I was very lucky to work in. Um, it's one of the, the sort of the top animation studios. And it had it, uh, in, um, in a very creative way. So that I was working with a lot of uh, directors and designers. And, you know, when you're when you're working alone as an illustrator, you know, you're working alone and, 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 you know, you're trying to figure out how, how do I draw like this and how do I get this texture and, oh, maybe I can, you know, paint this bit and do that bit or, or maybe I can do this on the computer. Can I do that on the, on the computer? All of these things you're trying to figure out and, and the best way. And then I was in this studio with 15 other like illustrators who were all way much better than me and much more experienced. So, I mean, just, it was an amazing learning experience because, um, you know, I, I just picked up so much and, and even just sort of the awareness of, um, you know, what, what they were looking at and, and, you know, they were talking about different, you know, Russian animators and, Oh, who's that? And looking them up and, Oh, wow. Yuri Norstein, oh my God, yeah. Uh, so it was just a lot of that that sort of thing. And also I learned a lot um, through editing, or, you know, about editing in, in this animation studio, um, Studio AKA it was called, it still is called. Um, and they, you know, Sometimes I, I, you know, I, I got to do some animations and and uh, I got got to direct just two animations there. But uh, I did it when I did it. I think one was coming out as like three minutes twenty, and another one was coming out as like two minutes forty or something like that. And they said, "Okay, great. Well, what what we're going to do is we're going to uh, cut them down to a minute each." And then we're going to do a 30 second version and a, I think a 20 second version or a 15 second version or something like that. And I was like, what? You can't, I mean, how? It's going to be butchering it. It's, you know, and, you know, then I did it and then realized that the shorter and punchier one, you know, was way better uh, overall. And I never would have allowed myself to do that to my own work, but because, <laughs> I was an employee and you know I had a boss and they just I had to do what you know they did, told did me. You did you have a moment where um because all of this first of all I want to summarize a couple of things I tell my students and you are a epitome of this the first is to create your own fate don't be afraid to move countries <laughs> right and yeah, uh one, and, yeah. and the second is thinking between boxes so here you were in the box of the designer uh, animator and you had someday an epiphany. Even if you didn't, make it up. You had an epiphany. I want to write children's books. 
or did yeah. you? Yeah, well, um, when I was working as an animator, I I, I didn't, I, 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 what I wanted at that time was to not have a job. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I was working in this animation studio and it was not, you know, I mean, it, it, it was sort of nine to nine. It was really, you know, it, it was quite hard work or nine to seven or eight anyway. And, um, and it was quite, it was quite stressful like you know there was it was always just getting jobs out the door and you know working late to finish this off and chris work is stressful i yeah i i don't recommend it say that to your students too yeah yeah. Yeah. don't don't work if you don't have to have fun exactly yeah and make money (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah money is the problem then but um you know um but um so well in the end what happened was i kind of got fired from the animation studio because i i i am um, well um i couldn't animate <laughs> and i was kind of i didn't really want to animate um so you know it, it it was kind of funny that i got hired in the first place to be to be perfectly honest and they were hiring and firing people left right and center it was just you know, I don't know how I lasted as long as I did. So it's like you're out of this frame. Yeah. So Sorry. well, I am. Um, uh, it was the best thing that that uh, could have happened to me because, I, like, I probably would have stayed for you know, uh, at least a, a few more years there. I'm not. You know, I might have ended up then sort of doing more into animation. I don't. I don't think that would have really suited me. Um. And anyway, they would have cut your segments down from 30 seconds to 10 seconds to four seconds. They would have butchered everything. It would have been terrible. Yeah. So um, then I really had to make money. And so I managed to to make it as a freelance illustrator, which I was I couldn't believe I managed to do that. You know, I basically just invented you know i didn't have a job <laughs> i i just thought it was fantastic you know um just not having to go in to, to do work and get a payslip lesson number three invent your own job okay and i i, I but, but still... when, when did you get your epiphany that you wanted to be a children's book writer oh yeah well i mean after a few years like i said sort of six or seven years doing sort of illustration it you know it seems like the the natural thing to do I didn't want to be asked to do more things like I wanted to do something for myself and I always I mean um, it's sort of the ultimate thing as an illustrator to 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 make your own picture book or or have some sort of you know uh create your own um um, stories and stuff so yeah I but I like as a as a freelance illustrator who, you know, is just terrified the whole time of, you know, I just wanted to pay pay rent and whatever came in the door, you know, I had to to manage to to do it and and, and get it out. And it it that just took all all of my time and energy. I didn't have time to, you know, wonder, you know, do make up a story about, it. you know, I, I had no time for that. So I had to sort of force myself to to do that and and that that's where the the bologna story came in okay so now we're back to bologna 
Um, and you, you chose to be your own author rather than to look for an author uh, or, a, uh, or a manuscript that you could uh, illustrate. And I think that's a wonderful decision because your stories are so incredible. Um, and then yeah, you come back. Well, it, it, it's, a, it's a funny one. I, I mean, I had experience, you know, and I really enjoyed a lot of the the work. You know, I was working uh, when I was doing adverts. I was working with copywriters and um, and I was quite inspired by how, you know, they just come up with a sentence and I have to come up with the, the sort of picture that goes with it. And, you know, just twisting a few words makes the picture funny. And, and um, you know, it, it was very, um, it's very interesting. And it's suddenly I, I was never interested in writing. But then once I realized how, how you can manipulate an illustration with writing, then I was all over it. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I started in my sketchbooks, I started writing things down. You know, if I heard something funny or just, you know, silly things or, you know, reading a, a sentence in a book where you think, ah, oh, that's that that's a that would make a, a beautiful line. Um, and so my sketchbooks became more and more words rather than pictures. And and so I didn't really like um, I found that more interesting than. And in fact, ever since I am um, the interesting part of it for me now comes from the writing, because I don't know what, how it will, how it will sort of pan out. That's with, interesting, with, because I thought that you have the images and then you write and you're telling us that you you write first and then imagine the images. Well, I you, mean, you can change your mind if you want to. But yeah, no, what? what what it usually is, is I have this sort of before and after sequence. Um, and whether that's words or images, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of both, really. There's no uh, differentiation in your head, really. I, I, I don't know. But so say, for example, um, well, I mean, for a bit lost, it's like, um, you know, the little owl says, oh, my mummy is very big like this. And then, so that's the before. And then you turn the page and here she is. Here's your mummy. And it, of course, it's not the mom, but it's it's a very big animal. Hey, you know, it, so, I, I, so, so the, the, this sort of thing, this before and after thing, and all uh -huh. are based on this page turn, which is hey, the craft, I think, of... of uh, I, that's what I wanted to ask you. I, I'm not going to talk. You just You just read my mind. So the, the the animation and the copywriting this lead led you to become a brilliant page turning creator. I think that's wonderful. That's a great message. Well, I I was just trying to come up with a way of telling a story, um, but I wasn't a writer. So, and actually, the the, the very beginning of, of my first book, you know, it was killing me. I was like trying to come up with a way to, you know, how does it start? You know, and I, there's mummy, is it mummy owl is, and baby owl are on the branch and, and they're nodding off and whatever, something like that. And nothing seemed to work and everything sounded really corny. And then in the end, I just left it blank. And then you turn the blank, you know, uh-oh. And I thought, that's, that's fine. You know, that that's yeah. kind of, 
does what it needs to do. And then we know, uh, and then bump, bump, bump. And so that, then the owl is, is on the forest floor. And, and that's, it's, you know, moving it from here where we're looking at the owl family cozy asleep in the nest to the owl in the middle of a forest lost without the mom. You know, that was the, uh, how do you get the character lost? That, like visually, that's the the sort of the most, um, the easiest way visually to, to do it. And it doesn't need the, the text. So when I realized, oh, it doesn't need the, the, the text, then I just, you know, uh, I kind of got away with that. Um, and so in my mind, I, I like, I, I felt I'd sort of got away with something. <laughs> and then this was the thing that I think made the book do quite well was because it doesn't have too much text um, and because a lot of the the engaging elements of this of the story are told through pictures, that means that very young children can understand them. Number one, and number two is everyone, like internationally, no matter what language you speak, can understand it as well. So those two things were, and, and it, that wasn't a conscious decision that that I was. I was just doing it as an illustrator how do i tell the story through illustrations incredible so um and you also like you've also spent uh, some time in asia you have a, a sentiment and an understanding a bit of uh, of uh, asian humor and asian uh, way of life um and so the book is in korea yeah uh it, it, it's doing well in korea it, it was doing all right it, um yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was like a huge bestseller, but it, it like it did, but, did quite well. And and you know, um, who who knows you in Seoul? I mean, come on. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I was lucky to to get published at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, but I, no, it's a, it's a, it's a splendid book, and 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 since then it's been translated into I don't know several dozen languages, right? Um, am I wrong? Thirty or forty languages. Yeah, I think. So. I saw. I, I've stopped counting. Um, and uh, so then what did you do to get it going in um, in the English, which uh, is is more spoken in the UK than Korean? Uh, yes. And, and in the uh, States. Um, I, I actually went to Bologna again. Um, and so it had been two years since I went, since the, the book had actually come out in, in Korea. And I thought, oh, this is getting ridiculous. This is... So I thought, well, I could go again and, um, you know, t- take it around, you know, because then I had a, a book in Korean. No, but you had a publisher in the fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I went and did that. And then I actually met an Irish friend, um, Kevin Waldron, um, who's a fantastic illustrator. Um, and we met up one evening and he said, oh, you should talk to my publisher, um, Deirdre McDermott. She, she really liked that, you know. Um, so then I, I went over to the Walker stand and I, I spoke to Deirdre and uh, eventually, yeah, she, she said, oh, we, we'd like to do this. And, uh, and that was that. And I actually got my um, French publisher 
there as well, Thierry Magny, um, who is is fantastic. That they um, they're one of my favorite publishers in the world. I mean, so are Walker. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was very lucky with that, and I think that was it. It for that that thing. Mm-hmm. Then so, so, so I so I came back, and then then I started meeting up with uh, Walker Books, who are based in London quite regularly and uh we've we, we changed a few pages um for the english edition and they they started selling it in in, in the different languages that they're, they're very good at sort of exporting a, a lot of the british publishers are they're sort of they have this sort of export driven thing they just want to get content and sort of sell it to you know this is the sort of business model that Britain do do pretty well um and so suddenly it started uh you know I think it went to Finland first and and then um Netherlands um was um and, and it just it went from there and and then my publisher started asking about you know so what are you going to do next and I actually had said uh, I, uh, I'd love to do a non-fiction book, and it's going to be for twelve-year-olds, and it's going to be da da da. And my <laughs> editor was like, "No, don't." I mean, we were thinking like owl number two, like you know, what happens when she gets lost again, or something like that. And I was like, "No, no, I really want to do this book. This was this book that that it was really close to my heart." And my editor said no 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 and and it was very good advice she said you know and this has done well other people will you know they'll they'll see the book they'll like it and then they'll they'll want to have you know to 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 buy another one and so you know it was good and and so i did that and i put my non-fiction thing to the side and so i did and that was very difficult to come up with a second picture book idea i really thought because i like i'd actually spent quite a long time working on the owl um story like several years really um back and forth and it's supposed to be like the the difficult second album you know um you spend years working on this you know a few tracks and release that and and then you know people want the second one and everyone's like oh you know what what what, what, do, what do we do now yeah. <laughs> so that was really difficult and I, I had no idea and i kept on going back and forth with completely different scenarios chris well during these years okay yeah. between your your first bologna visit and the publication in korea which i'm assuming didn't bring you enough money to survive you were working at the same time, also as a um, as a um, designer, oh, as a as a um, as freelance. a freelance uh, freelance illustrator, I was very lucky in that actually because I I realized because a, a lot of the time what happens is you know an illustrator will you know uh, do a successful book and then they're either in a full time job or they're you know in a precarious kind of financial situation. And that they have to make the jump where they, like, you know, publishers are asking them, to, oh, can you do a book for us? And, you know, with a full-time job, you can't do that. So you have to then 
quit your full-time job, then you have to sign as many contracts as possible so that you've actually some money coming in. And then I think that waters down the the quality of the book. If you're, you know, if you've got a bit of a financial strain, then it's not going to be quite as good as, you know, if if you know you're not under that pressure. So I, I was quite lucky in that I had these other illustration jobs coming in and I could you know, I didn't need to be doing a second book. I could just keep on doing my illustration, but I wanted to. So, um, so uh, I could take my time on it, and I did. I, I it took about two years. After. So, so uh, the, the the next book is uh, Oh No George. Oh No George, yeah. Uh, which is um, like all of your books have this voice of Chris Houghton. They have the this uh, unique uh, font. And the colors that I love so much, uh, and you can just look at one page and say, "Oh, that that's Chris." But but Ono oh George is a is a departure from this cuddly little owl um, who looks uh, here and there to to try and find her mummy to a, um, a, a semi misbehaving dog, whom I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that came about because. I'd been trying, I, I had this idea that, you know, well, it was the page turn thing. I, I thought, you know, there's some sort of calm before the, the storm and then you turn the page and there's a terrible mess. What and will thought, George do? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, the, the, at that time, there was no oh, character. No, there was no particular character um, uh, involved. It was just a mess. I just thought that would be really <laughs> funny to have. So something going on, I'm not sure what. And he turned the page and oh no, it was a big mess. So I was thinking like accidents happening, like things falling over, uh, being knocked over, this sort of thing. Um, and I couldn't really quite make the story gel. It it, it was quite engaging those page turns, but it just didn't hold together as a story. And my my editor kept on telling me, Chris, you need a main character. This is like <laughs> have a look at books, see if there's one without a main character, you know, and I was like, no, 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 this will definitely work. But the, the accidents, accidents are, you know, uh, it's absolutely, uh, it's going to be gold. It's, it, it, it's accidents. Who, who doesn't like watching accidents? You know, anyway, it just wouldn't work. Then, and, how, how do you have the chutzpah to argue with your editor? Um, that's, that's incredible. Especially, especially because George is such a character. Um, he's he's like right up there in my pantheon of picture book characters. <laughs> this is a dog that I'd love to meet. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a dog with angst. It's one of the yeah. most human dogs in the history of picture books. <laughs> yeah. Well, a, a lot of I, dogs. I, I, know, I know I should be good. Have angst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Um, a lot of non-human animals have angst. Um, <laughs> um, we all, all animals have angst. So, yeah. so I, I want to move forward, but like, did you just find George out of nowhere? Did you have a, a, a miscreant dog or something? Yeah, well, um, I realized a lot of the accidents that were uh, happening were caused by a dog or some sort, you know, there was something kind of, slightly innocent that you know it's funnier if a dog causes the accident because if a human does then it, you know are they are they stupid or are they um 
are, are they really you know not nice or what 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 is it but a dog is it's it's certainly more helpless um and so it just seems natural to sort of ha- have this this dog as as the character and that that worked well because then and then i realized do, 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 you, do you remember a moment where you say oh yes george or just like evolved somehow yeah i remember i scribbled it down um i was actually in india at the time um and I, for, for ages, it, I was going, I actually, I had meant like, um, I was going to go on this sort of long backpacking trip around India and, um, I wanted to finish off, get the story before I went and I couldn't get it. And because I thought, well, once I go to India, I'll never come to the story. Um, you know, cause it like, at least here, you know, I have, books and and you know i can go to a museum and i have a lot of things around me that i thought could sort of prompt to uh, help me on the story uh, anyway i spent months and months and months d- doing that and then i went to india and straight away in india i thought yeah just you know um and then it's more funny you know it was really just finding the right moment you know, as I said, it's this before and after thing. So it's like, what will George do? And then you turn the page and, oh, no, okay. you know, he's done the, the thing. For the viewers who are viewing, can you just show a one or two uh, spreads oh, yeah. of, uh, yeah. of, oh, no, George. Hi, Chris, I love all your books, but I have this, you know, as a dog lover, I have this thing for George. Um, and and the pastel colors, of course. Uh, George sees something in the kitchen. It's cake. I said it'd be good, George thinks, but I love cake. What will George do? Stand on the page turn. Oh no, oh, no George. George. So yeah, it, it continues like that. And it, it, what, what I like to do is sort of, you know, a, a lot of picture book makers, it's weird. I was just talking to a picture book maker uh, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> who sort of uh, sent me kind of a draft of their work and it was all in rhyme. And, you know, I, I totally understand that. And, you know, what is the thing with rhyme? You know, almost half of the the books that I I see and people are trying to create, they're all in rhyme. Why? Because suddenly, when you choose to do rhyme, you've already got a structure, um, and it's kind of like if you were just to pluck things out of the air and and write it down, then it could go anywhere. But with rhyme, you sort of have to stick to something. So it's some sort of constraint. So, but it's a terrible constraint because one, it, it just, you know, it goes any which way because it's just the rhyme of the, the words, whatever. It, it, it seems to have worked for Julia Donaldson though. Oh, no, I mean, a lot of them. And, and the, the rhythm and stuff of, of the rhyme is also very good. I mean, I'm not dissing, you know, I mean, that's, <laughs> uh, but the problem with rhyme is, and all publishers say this, it's nearly impossible to translate a lot of the time. And so that really limits your, um, you know, publishing sort of thing because. Okay. Now listen, we're, we're going to take this to another area because um, now you're going to have to help me get Julia Donaldson on the show who will disagree with you. So let's. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I, 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 well, you know, Okay, well, uh, let's move away from that. Let's move away from that. We can fight it out. Yeah, yeah, me me and Julia. No, no. 
No, I mean, I, like I, I told you. Yeah, she, she's, she's not going to fight. I've met her. I've had coffee with her. She's the loveliest lady. Come on. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. And why should you? Um, no, let's move on, though. Let's move on. Okay. Otherwise, you know, you, you have a book to write. Um, and um, so, so that you have like every about two years, a new book comes out. Yeah. And, uh, and they're wonderful. Uh, sometimes they are like, oh, no, George, like the bananas book. Yeah. Um, which is like taking George to a whole new level with three, uh, three monkeys who insist on uh, disobeying their mummy. Yeah. Um, uh, grab that book, please. <laughs> can, can you just grab a banana from that book? <laughs> so maybe. Um, so, yeah, well. Oh, I'll, I'll read from it. It's, 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 there's not many words in this. Um, okay, monkeys, I'm off. Now, remember, whatever you do, do not go down to the mango tree. There are tigers down there. It's a pity we can't go down to the mango tree. Yeah, I love mangoes. That is a pity. Hmm, maybe. Maybe we could just look at the mangoes. That'll be okay, right? Any tigers here? No. Any tigers there? No. No tigers anywhere. It's safe. Down, down, down to the trees below. And look. Look. Oh, we can't, you probably can't really see. It says it's safe, but. 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 Um, so anyway. They, so many mangoes. Oh. Look, there's one within reach just over there. But, but, yeah. So you have to <laughs> buy the book. So, to buy so, 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 Chris, we are, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm celebrating two things. I'm celebrating your, uh, your recent book, right? Which is the uh, Well Done Mummy Penguin. Yeah. Uh, but also a, your career. I, I, I get to interview a lot of successful authors and illustrators, and I always wonder, um, are, they, are they really nice people? You know, they write really well. The illustrations are marvelous. Are they really nice? Is this somebody that you say, wow, this is the person that I dream of being behind the craft? And as I've met you, and we've had coffee and cake together um, and sat on the roof, um, you are a, a splendid human being. And, um, well, likewise, Mel. Um, yeah, no, it's really lovely I, hanging here. I, I, I um, but but there's one thing. I, I mean, one thing. There's a million things. I, I want to ask you. There's always a bust. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I want to take you down to the mangoes, if I will, or the bananas. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I gave away the end. Oh, okay. oh, oh. Uh, no, everybody, run out and buy Chris Hodden's book. I, it, it, that, that book has no bananas in it. Um, so, so um, let's segue now. So you have these, some of the books are these cuddly books uh, of a baby bear uh, who doesn't want to go to sleep uh, or, a, um, or an owl boink, 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 uh, looks for his mummy. And, and you've come back to that in 2022 um, with a lovely book, uh, Well Done, Mummy Penguin, where, where the angst has changed. It's the angst of, oh, mom's in danger. She's run to bring us a fish. Yeah. Um, but you have, and you have to explain me to this. Maybe this is your yin and your yang, or whatever you say. Um, that you have like a, 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 um, a, a an edgy book, 
about a, a miscreant character, <clears throat> and then you say, "Oh no, 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 no! I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm nice. I'm nice. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But the George and the Monkeys. I'm going to write a nice book about Mummy, Mummy Penguin. Yeah, maybe there's some sort of psychological thing going on there. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I am. We didn't we didn't talk about the young Chris and his mummy. Uh we'll do that another uh, time. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, um uh yeah, no, the, uh, I have a lovely mom and um who, who is very good with children actually. I I've, I've seen her. I mean, I mean I, I, I No, but did, did did she did she ever go off on a search uh to bring home uh, the fish and the, and the little Chris was worried about the, her coming home? Well, I think um, I got lost in a supermarket one time, and I still remember that. And uh, I think that was very traumatizing. <laughs> so, you know, there's quite a few lost um, um, stories. So I think maybe perhaps that it comes from this <laughs> uh, supermarket trip. Um, you, you, you've, you've told uh, not only to me that it takes you two years yeah. to do a book. Um, and of course, it, it shows. But it, according to my scientific calculations, um, we are coming close towards a new book. Well, yes, um, but it's very different to what you think. It's a uh, 140 pages, um, and it's it's about communication. It's about um, kind of the kind of a, a history of communication. So I, it's something I've been working on in the background for, for a long time. And it's something kind of... I'm, is this the nonfiction 12-year-old book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that, that will be, be my next book. Um, oh, wow. And finally, it, 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 it will come out. And uh, so I've, I've been sort of working on that in the background as I've been, been uh, doing a lot of these. You know, I've shelved it for for many years at a time, and and then come back to it. Okay, but but as I know you, you must have all of these sketches and fiddling. Um, you know, I write, um, and I can write a story, a draft of a terrible story in half an hour. Um, you're like an elephant having a baby, two years for one story. When I know. My, so my my question is, Chris, at what stage? Is the is the no return? We say this is the baby. The baby is George. The baby is three monkeys. Yeah. Well, I, um, I've always, ever since my my experience doing the second book, I've always tried to finish off, like before I completely finish the current book, I have another one ready to go, so that I'm not um, flailing around trying to come up with with, with a story. Because that's that's really it's kind of unproductive because you know it's you, you don't know what to, what to do. So I, I mean I've got several. So you you have a picture book on the way somewhere. Oh which yeah, you, well, but you don't um, want to tell my viewers about. Well, I, I like I have a couple of picture books. One is about a big bad wolf, and another one is about this bird who's quite annoying. <laughs> I, I, in fact, the, they're both the two characters are very annoying. So I don't know what's going on psychologically now. No, no, we, we, we've but, just gone back. We've gone back to the to George and the monkeys. Yeah, I, I, I was so nice with the with the penguins that I just I had it up to here with being it, nice. So I it, just it, have to. 
You really it, 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 it's a really lovely book, but some some of the um, some of the, uh, your fans who like your snarky characters uh, are waiting for this annoying bird to resurface or surface. Um, so good that you have uh, you have these uh, exasperating animals on your back burner. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I am. I I need a few exasperating animals on my back burner at all times. So I, I, I reserve the right to have you back on the show. As well as the fox, um, who is an exasperating character too. I, I, I really want to do one about a fox, but I haven't managed to come up with a, uh, an idea yet. But isn't it, isn't it the case that if you want, this is what I also teach, you know, if, if, if you want to do fox, you're not going to end up doing fox. It won't be really creative. Um, mm. You have to get away from the fox to get back to the fox. I know. Um, well, a, a lot of my friends actually sort of draw a character and then they say, oh, I'm going to work, do something with this character. And so they, they've already got the character, but they're looking for the story. <laughs> I can't do that at all. I don't even know how that works. I can't even imagine how that works. I have to come up with a kind of scenario and then I create the character to fit that scenario. So it's almost like, you know, creating a film idea and then you do the casting. Like exactly. Oh, and, I, I have a great actor. All I need yeah, is the script. Yeah, yeah. And oh, oh, this is a great actor. Or, you know, this 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 actor looks fantastic for the part, but can he act? And and you know, then you, oh, you how about you do a test at, out. Look and, at this pantone. This is a great pantone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Perfect pantone for this part. Um, and, you know, big flappy ears. That, this is going to go great. And then you're like, oh, actually, the flappy ears get mixed up with the background. So you go next, you know, and. and uh, I, I, I'm in love with your with your color schemes and your. Um, I, the pantone was not just being facetious. Show, show us another picture. Uh, with purples and 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 blues and reds. Uh, oh man! Well, probably my favorite. Um... And to to those of you who are listening to the NP, NBN uh, podcast, um, run out and buy all of Chris Houghton's books. They are brilliant. But very good advice there. I, and, I... and 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 if you if you meet him at the Tate, <laughs> he will sign them for you. It, it, what's that? If you it... meet him at the Tate Modern, he will sign them for you. I will. I certainly will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to meeting you um, all on the, the roof of the taste. That would be fun. Yeah, um, yeah, this is one of my favorite pages for the colors. Uh, so it's the story of these um, sort of four kind of hunter characters who, um, well, uh, three of them are trying to ca catch the birds and the littlest one um, just wants to, to be friends. So this is the littlest one uh, feeding the birds. Incredible. That, that's probably the, the most so, color I could fit it, it, uh, in a page. <laughs> Chris, they're going to throw us off the air in, the, in a few minutes. Okay. Uh, we, haven't, we have not talked about your wonderful agent, Debbie Bebo, who's, Bebo who's, been, who's been on the show. A couple of words about Debbie. Yeah, um, she's absolutely brilliant. And I... We have a very similar um, 
I don't know, aesthetic and whole attitude, really. It's it's really fun hanging out with her. And she has an amazing, look at her website, wbbo.com. Some, some of my favorite artists there. Um, and loads of artists that I, you know, I didn't know, but I really love their work through finding it um, them on, on her yeah, website. She, she is terrific. Um, so we, uh, we're near the end of the uh, wonderful interview with Chris Houghton uh, about his... Uh, well, we talked more about your life and craft than about your wonderful new book. Um, so uh, well done, Mummy Penguin, out uh, last year, available everywhere that penguins are sold. Penguins are sold. Um, oh, and there's someone at the door. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, it's going to leave it there. Or, 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 or hang out with the fox. <laughs> or, yeah, the, the fox also knocks on the door. If it's somebody you don't like, like somebody wants to sell you something, say, can you go around back? Go around back for a few minutes. Yeah, we, we don't have a, it's a block of flats, so that they'll be they'll be lost. No, but I mean, there's a there's a story here, you know, that the people come to sell you things and you send them uh, behind the, the house to your pet leopard. Um, but we've just told everybody. Um, yeah. So, is there anything I haven't asked you? Oh, there's loads you haven't asked. Oh, well, great, great. Then let's let's have another interview. <laughs> Um, Unf unfortunately yeah. the sound has been spectacular you've been spectacular and um this one is a um is a shoot so chris okay, Houghton, nice. on, on um on behalf of children all over the world <laughs> uh and people who who love to um read your me uh and so many millions of others who love to read your sparkling stories uh it's been great having you on the Children's Literature Channel of the New Books Network. And I'm Mel Rosenberg, wishing everybody a wonderful week. And Chris, thanks so much. It was great. Pleasure, Mel. Um, yeah, I, see you in London next time. And uh, yeah, so it, it's always yeah, it, Be careful of what you wish for. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.